This week on Nintendo Main, we have Martin Watts here from N64Today.com. Hello. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 141. We are your hosts. I'm Trey MasterQuest Johnson. I'm Jeremy Disney Infinity Mikowski. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John, also the messenger knitter. And uh, we have a special guest this week from n64today.com, Martin Watts. Do you have a... Hello, you, Martin. What's up? Hi. Hi, guys. How's it going? Do you, have a nick, do you have a nickname for yourself that you wanted to say? Uh... Megawatt sixty four. That's my Twitter handle. So we'll nice. go with that. Cool. Heck yeah. Very cool. How how are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? We're doing all right. Um, so we uh, as we normally start the show, uh, we normally talk about our purchases and stuff for the week. So let's let's uh, do that real quick. Actually, uh, let me ask you, Martin. Uh, I normally ask this of all of our guests, but what is your favorite? What is your favorite Nintendo game? Favorite Nintendo game? Is it a Nintendo-developed game, you mean, or a game on a Nintendo system? Uh, I say Nintendo system. It's fine. Uh, my, oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, on a Nintendo system, my favorite game uh, overall is, uh, what's it called? Goemon's Great Adventure, or people in Europe, it's known as Mystical Ninja starring Goemon 2, I think. I oh, nice. Two mm. comes before or after the Mystical Ninja. Um that's just one of my absolute um, favorite games. It was I, I sort of got it as a uh, as a child. I picked it up after seeing it in a magazine. Thought, oh, this looks really interesting. A bit novel. Played it and just fell in love with it. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those games I come back to sort of every maybe like once a year or something and just play through. And yeah, it's is that the fun. one on uh, the one on Super Nintendo or uh, sixty four? Sixty four. It's the N64, but it's the okay, cool. the second game on N64. The, uh, I like the first one as well, but it's, the second one is sort of more like the Super Nintendo version with uh, side-scrolling and you have the towns that you can walk around and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we played that one for a second, Jeremy. We, uh, we okay, recorded it and never yeah, posted that's it. That's one of the videos I haven't yeah. released yet that we have. <laughs> that was from a long time ago. <laughs> I, I have that game as well. Let me ask you, in the European re- release, does it have like the extra cutscenes and stuff? Because I know a lot of them were cut out in the American one. Like the songs yeah, and no, stuff. Yeah, and no, it doesn't have them in the European version either. It's just the sadly the Japanese version. It's the only one. Oh man, because that really that really broke my heart. I have that game as well. I was a, I loved the first one. Like I I really enjoyed mm. the first one a lot. And I've and I played the Super Nintendo one. And I played some of the uh, like through ROMs. I played the Japanese ones that didn't come out here as well on Super Nintendo. But I always thought that series was interesting. And that second one is a really is a really fun like uh, couch co op multiplayer game. You know, back you know back in the day when we could do that, it's it's fun to play two player. That's Definitely. cool. Yeah, I, uh, I I wish it's a shame that they kind of uh, abandoned that series. I don't know. I think I feel like the last re- release I ever heard of those of those games was like for Game Boy Advance like years ago, but only came out in Japan. Do you know if, if anything else uh, for Mystical Ninja? Sounds, I think it's a. I'm trying to think, like, the last main line game or something would probably be, I think there's a DS game. Oh, there was a I DS one. It's around that sort of time, like you say, like it was 2010, maybe. I could be, no, 2010, that's too, is that too late? No, it's not too late. That's probably around, 
the right time. Um, and I think otherwise it's sort of been reduced to being like a, a what do they call them, like a Pashi or, or Pashi slot game, you know, the, oh, okay, the Japanese yeah, yeah. sort of the pinball Pachinko? gambling thing. I, I don't yeah. know, I've never played it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or is it like, it's just at like arcades to play it as a pinball game? I think so, yeah. I can't remember, what, I don't exactly know what it what it is but you know it's one of those machine uh konami make loads of them don't they so of course if it's just a character they're just going to mm-hmm. pull over the front of them but mm-hmm. it's a bit of a bit of a sad demise for for poor going on and friends <laughs> yeah right. well it seems like konami has got a lot going on in the world of that, pachinko machines yeah i don't know <laughs> no it's just like i don't know i don't know what konami is doing you know not the right they're, they're not the developer that they used to be can you put in the code on the pachinko machines and Oh yeah, the, the up, up, down, down. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think there's a control pad, so probably not. But yeah, that's that's a shame because uh, I always heard that. It, I don't know if it was Goman based off of a uh, anime or is it just like a uh, old Japanese folklore? But I always thought it was a big like thing, like his character and all that had been around for a while. Like aside from the game, like that it was also based on mythology or something like that. I maybe yeah, I may be, I, I may be yeah, wrong I heard on that. It but... was that. It's it's kind of like the Japanese version of Robin Hood, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like sort of that thief, and uh, I think the folklore is it has a sort of very well. I mean, Goemon doesn't have an ending, so to speak, but uh, the folklore is quite nasty because it's something to do with him getting boiled alive or something. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, ow! <laughs> so it's quite, uh, yeah. Okay, it sounds like just a great premise for a cutesy Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's a, I mean, especially that first one on 64. Like it just, it would go super bizarre just out of nowhere, and that's that's what I loved about the game so much. I know you. I know you uh, recently reviewed it because I I read that one, just because that was a game that I really really enjoyed in high school and and I I did uh, play it a little bit and I thought about returning to it for a stream or something like that. But I'm always curious to see what people think about how it's aged nowadays. You know, compared mm-hmm. compared to then. But it was uh, it was pre Zelda, so it was like basically all we had like that at the time. So that's why I really dug it because it was very much like a it was like open world action RPG ish game you know for the time and just how quirky it was and then it had like full motion or uh you know full songs in there like it had like an opening cutscene that felt like an anime intro and all that and really really got a kick out of it at the time yeah, definitely very uh like you said it did fill that gap in between uh super mario 64 and uh legend of zelda ocarina of time mm-hmm. so there was that bit in between where that that was perfect and it was kind of in a way it's kind of like a mix of the of the two not not to sort of speak ill of uh, of either of those games because of course they're absolutely brilliant um, mm-hmm. and 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 so on. But uh, yeah, really good fun. And like I said, I love the intro and things. It's really really quite novel for an N sixty four game to have a musical number as its intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, totally. I, I and I still have that. The uh, I don't know. For I've been watching like a lot of One Piece lately, the anime, and uh, for some reason the intro to One Piece reminds me of that song from uh, Mystical Ninja. So I kind of have both of them going through my head. So I, it, it was a song that was hard to forget. You know, I still know all the lyrics to it and all that. And it just, it's just an earworm, you know, you'll just, uh, and it'll get to the point where it'll kind of go from one song to another in my head and back and forth. So I can't, you I can't make a mashup. Uh, yeah. Well, I still have to make that a uh, living in the city mashup, which I haven't gotten around <laughs> to, which I really want to do. But yeah, it's, it's a, it always stays with me. Those, those Goman games. And I, would love to see, and like we were saying before, Konami's pretty weird about their properties, but that would be probably what I would be the most excited about. I mean, yeah, it'd be great to see another Castlevania 2D and all that. I know everybody wants that, but I think myself I'd get the most excited if they did another <laughs> another Gomon game. 
I do remember like uh, when we were in college, Trey. So Trey and I met in college like mm-hmm. 2000 or 2001. It was a long ass time ago. But I think uh, it was 99. This is one of the games I remember being played in his room a lot when I would yeah. go visit. And uh, yeah. so I, I just spent a lot of time. I remember just watching. I think Mark played it a lot. Your roommate. Yeah, we played the two. You I remember we played the two player but... game. But the uh, yeah, because the two player game came out like while I was there. So I remember we played we played multiplayer on that for a while. Because a lot of people, there are a lot of people who were fans of the Super Nintendo one that had a that mm-hmm. had two player in it as well. So which I I did have that one when I was a kid and played the crap out of it. Yeah, yeah, I have it for I think I got it for like every virtual console thing it was available on. I'm not very good at it, but I was like trying to play it. Is uh, have you do you have any games that you picked up this week, Martin? Uh, I haven't actually. No, I've not. Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't remember the last time I actually bought a game. As you could imagine, I uh, spent a lot of time. Playing through all the games I already have mm-hmm. uh, multiple times over. Are um, you? A, 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 do you buy like? Do you have most of the sixty-four games that you need? Are there stuff that you're looking for? Or? Yeah, I've got a sort. I've got a collection uh, about. I think it's about 130 games at the moment. Oh wow! Uh, I'm not actively buying anything just because I've partly I've run out of space. Also, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to save money for things i had a i was saving up for to buy a house uh oh. which, which i'm now in and i you know i've lived here for the last year but during that time i just said to myself you can't buy any more n64 games mm-hmm. you know uh, although in a way i wonder they're probably seeing at the rate that they're going up in price uh i wonder if maybe that would have been a better investment than buying a house to just buy <laughs> lots and lots of n64 games oh they're yeah appreciating uh, more you could actually make the house out of the games there you go. Exactly. They're, they're pretty. Actually, those and then instead of taking out another mortgage, you just sell some of the <laughs> yeah. some yeah. of the games. It's on. the primary reason why Nintendo went with cartridge over CD because <laughs> they because uh, you can build a house out of them exactly. in case uh, you need it. When Definitely. what was what was the last sixty four game that you got though? Uh, last one I bought was I think it may have been Quake Two. Nice. I bought. I picked it up at an expo, uh, okay. but but even then, that's going back some time. That's probably probably like two or three years ago now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just I play the ones I have. I have. Uh, I think I heard you guys talking before the uh, the show uh, talk about the EverDrive sixty four. So I use mm-hmm. that a lot, um, and that's really handy. And I think I just remembered one game I have bought fairly recently, not in the last week, but last couple of weeks, is I bought Hat and Time on PC. Okay. Uh, have you heard of that at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's um, is is it like a three D uh, adventure type game, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a three D platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of Mitch looks looks like Wind Waker. Uh, has the gameplay of maybe Mario sixty four and Banjo. Okay, yeah, no, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, and I think it's, I think it's uh, supposed to come out on the Switch as well. So, so yes, yeah, it inter- is, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm interested in. It. Did have you have you gotten yourself a Switch, or have you are you a uh, Mostly in the sticking in the sixty four time. I'm sure if you're saving for a house, you can drop three hundred for a system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'm mostly stuck in the past. I have, I had, I bought up to a Wii U. Uh, I haven't bought a Switch yet, just mm. just because I'm holding holding out because I I had the Wii U. I bought lots of stuff um, for it. I did. I felt a little bit burned by it in the sense I really enjoyed it, and then obviously brought the Switch out. Lots of Lots of games have been re-released, so I'm sort of maybe waiting for more games to come along, and then I might pick one up. But I don't know. I've kind of just been I've managed to hold off, which is weird. Normally, I think when it came out, I was like, oh, I really need to get one of these. I need to play Zelda on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up getting it for Wii U, played mm-hmm. through it on that, and and yeah, so far I haven't. I've sort of managed to resist the temptation, but I'm sure there will be a really good deal, you know, come the holiday season. 
Yeah. And and that'll be it. You probably would like Odyssey if you're a fan of Mario 64. Yeah, I've had a I've had a go on it and it is really good fun. So and I'm surprised that when I did play it, I thought afterwards, you know, I thought oh, I should really buy that. And then a couple of days later, I just thought, eh, actually, I'm okay. I can wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably Nintendo fans screaming out everywhere, going, "What's wrong with him?" You know? <laughs> well, you have you're practicing restraint, which mm-hmm. I'm not so good at with Nintendo stuff. So <laughs> it's just how it works. Yeah, it's it's hard. Well, we also have you also have your website that's focused in a certain area. So I understand, like, you know, spending more time with your with your uh, hundred some uh, sixty four games than newer stuff, which is uh, pretty rad. And I enjoy that. How does the EverDrive work that you're talking about? Do you, do you like hook that up to your computer? Is that how you get mods on it? Does it have like I, I, I haven't seen one, but I guess it's like would have a USB port on it or something. So it's. I mean, essentially, it's a, so it looks like a normal N64 cartridge, but mm-hmm. it's got a SD card slot in the top of it. And so you essentially load all of the games uh, onto, onto the SD card along with some, some software, uh, essentially an operating system for the EverDrive. And, and yeah, you stick it in your console, boot it up, and you, and you get a, like a menu where you can select loads of, you know, select all the stuff that you've put on it, basically. Uh, and you can organize everything into folders as well, which is quite handy because even though there's not, that many games on the N64 compared to other systems is still quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and yet yeah, you just, you select the game and it just boots it up and it, and the benefit of it, I mean, aside from being able to put lots of games on it is all the games run exactly as the, you know, as the actual sort of real deal would, um, mm-hmm. of course, the exception being mods and, and other things, which you, with those, some of them are compatible. Some of them aren't in, you know, it's just yeah. a sort of luck of the draw kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I was reading one of your articles, and I and I've read elsewhere that the 64 emulation just ain't good on computers. Like they haven't really nailed it yet, even now. This this long mm-hmm. past its release. Yeah, no, it's still very um, up and down. And that, I mean, that's that's the thing. I don't uh, don't use emulators myself. I I keep meaning to because there's lots of uh, Super Mario 64 ROM hacks, which I'm completely missing out on. Uh, and some of them are really fun. I think they had that, uh, was it Super Mario 64 Online, which I think Nintendo put a cease and desist out on it in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That looked like it could have been really good fun. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where for certain games, the emulation is fine. Like Mario 64, it's like perfectly optimized for it. runs really well. You can get 4K mods. You can get widescreen mods, 60 frames per second mods, whatever. But lots of the other things, you want to play something obscure, I don't know, like, rocket robot on wheels or you know tonic trouble or something it, chances are it may not run that well so you couldn't do a uh, bowsette on uh, mario 64 then apparently <laughs> yes you can yeah i was gonna say i saw that uh, in the news i've not actually tried that myself yet i wasn't i wasn't in a ma- massive rush to uh to, to get it i thought i could could cover this on the site and then it sort of all passed but it's it's fun that people are making things like that you know it helps to keep the n64 feeling a bit more mm. current, of course. Uh, how many how many games total are there on sixty four? So worldwide, I'm gonna someone's gonna call me out on this because I'll get it wrong. I believe it's three hundred eighty seven. I think some some people might say three hundred eighty eight because of two versions of one game or something like that. But oh, okay. I mm-hmm. go with three hundred eighty seven, and then uh, North America, there's two hundred ninety six games. I can't remember with Europe what the total number is, but I know that Europe has five exclusives, which is the the fewest uh, fewest sort of number of uh, exclusives you can get in a in a region. I think 
highest must be Japan, which has I think eighty five exclusive games, mm. which is which is huge for yeah. you know to think how much we missed out on. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, because I know no, you said crazy. you had a hundred some, and I was like trying to think how many there were because I would guess around three hundred. But uh, I mean, that's that's still quite a bit. I know a lot of the people would say that there was less on sixty four just because of the development on the cartridges and all that was more difficult to do. But yeah, I, th- I think there's still a lot of a lot of greats on there. I'm actually uh, I, I do some streaming stuff on Twitch and I'm planning on doing some Halloween stuff. And there are a couple sixty four games that I want to return to on there. So um, I was thinking about playing uh, Shadow Man, which I haven't played that in forever. I don't know. Did oh, you ever play that game. game? Oh yeah, I got yeah. that game. Yeah, because I, I had it in college and played through it, and I really enjoyed it, and I just want to see if it's any good anymore. <laughs> so I was going to return to that. And I thought about playing <laughs> uh, like the Resident Evil 2 release on cartridge, which I always thought that was interesting. I just got that like last year. And, you got to uh, do Nightmare Creatures. I have that game. I'm not very good at it, so my stream won't be very long because I don't last, because I don't last very long. That's but, on GameCube, uh, right? Nightmare Creatures? No, it's on oh, 64. Oh, no, it's on Wii. 64. Oh no, I'm thinking of a different game. Sorry, I'm thinking of the you're game thinking with... of that, that spider game. You're thinking yeah. of you're thinking of uh, a yeah, yeah. deadly creatures. Oh, okay. oh, I should play that too. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that game. Doesn't Christopher Walken well. do a voice in it or something? And no, Dennis Hopper. No, it's yeah. like it's like it's like Billy. It's like whatever. Uh, what's his face? And uh, oh, Dennis Billy Hopper. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton and Dennis Hopper. The voices. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be it'll be fun to return to that. Is there is there any game that you're playing right now? In your uh, in your sixty four library, or something that you're focused on for a review or something. I am currently playing through uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Funnily enough, because I haven't got a review of it up yet. <laughs> okay. And uh, you know, I'm trying to. I'm my kind of focus at the minute is to get through not necessarily all of, but quite a lot of the first party N sixty four games because mm-hmm. uh, I've sort of done a, a mixture of of them up until now. Part of that is just because they're, they tend to be the most popular games, so people want to read about them. Mm-hmm. I suppose the other thing is, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is an N64 Mini on the horizon? Yeah. And it would, being sort of a bit opportunist here, but, you know, it would be great to say, oh, you know, N64 Mini's here, here are all the games, and, oh, guess what? There's all these reviews which yeah, tell yeah. you how they play today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, yeah, whether or not I get get through them in time, I probably won't. If it, if if they do announce one, it would probably be, you know, sometime this year. And uh, there's just so many to play and and things like that. But I have to say, with Ocarina of Time, I, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. I haven't played it for probably three four years or something. Mm. And you know, certain bits of it, it's weird because I'm I'm playing it and I'm deliberately looking for uh, you know things which maybe you know flaws because a lot of the focus with with my reviews is i want to tell people how it plays today yeah and but in the context of i want the review to be useful to someone who perhaps has never played it before or wasn't you know wasn't even alive necessarily when when the game came out so i try to avoid going into a game's you know development history or its legacy because you know unless you were there and you experienced it I think mm-hmm. it sometimes can be very hard, you know, if someone's just telling you this game was really important in 1998 and this is why, and you've never experienced any of that, then it's probably hard for you to gauge, you know, just just how sort of seminal, you know, a title like Ocarina of Time was. So, I, you know, it's interesting because, like, one of the things, for example, is I'm really enjoying all the dungeons. I still think, you know, the design is, is really solid there. Uh, but I'm finding the overworld, you know, quite 
uh, I don't want to say dull because it's still charming and things, but yeah. you know, Pretty talk, empty. I've been deliberately going around talking to characters and you know, finding out that they don't really say very much and they're not particularly interesting. And mm. you know, usually it's sort of just a little hint here, there, you know, whatever, and mm. not much of a there's not much world building from what I can tell, anyway, unless I'm you know doing it all wrong or something. So it's you know, but it's still I'm still having a really good time. That is one of those things that you can only appreciate in the context of of you know the history of the game. Like I, I can appreciate what you're trying to do to tell the current gamers how they might enjoy it because they might look at that and say, "Oh, this is like nothing compared to Grand Theft Auto, where I can go talk to every character and every character has a different backstory mm-hmm. and all that stuff." So you're right, you know, you're right to sort of prep them that you know you may not enjoy this aspect of the game mm-hmm. because of that. I think that, I mean, Ocarina of Time is probably, I think that one's probably aged the best, though, I think, of all the 64 games. I mean, it, it is like, it does feel super empty in the uh, in the overworld, I would say, oh, but, yeah. I, but I don't think there's necessarily any, like, game-breaking bugs or anything like that. I think it's still pretty easy to play. Like even Pretty much like once even you get now. the horse, you don't even really hang out in the overworld anymore. I mean, yeah. right, more than you have to. Mm-hmm. And there's those re- those weird giant enemies that you barely ever see, but the porcupine or the pineapples, yeah, coming out yeah. of the ground or whatever. Yeah. I hated those things, and I, I remember I tried so hard to kill those, like in back in back in '98 when it came out, or '99 or whatever. And you could never kill them, but you would hit them, and they would like kind of like move, like it looked like they got mm-hmm. damaged, but they wouldn't, they would never die. I was I think you could run them down with a horse. Maybe. Can you? I think you could uh, kill them. You could run them down with the horse, right? And they would like flip over, and then you could strike the belly underneath. Mm-hmm. I think massive damage for massive. Damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a fun one to play. Yeah, I I think that um on the subject of the N- Nintendo sixty four mini, I think this I think that that's probably not going to happen this year. I mean, I feel like if they were going to announce it, they would have announced it already. I know people keep like still holding out for it and hoping that it's going to come. And especially, I I think it would have been great to like have it come out the same time as the PlayStation Mini, because then, then it would be like the 90s all over again. You know, the whole like yeah. 64 yeah. versus PlayStation craze. But like in mini form, it would be so weird. You know, it'd be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm 18 again. Like, what's happening here? You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And it's it would be insane. But I think that, I feel like they're holding off on it. Plus, like, can you imagine how, like, I don't know, like, the read making those controllers again, or like, would you package like four in one in one set, or like, it just, I don't know, it kind of seems like a headache yeah. in itself, like just trying to figure out how to do a proper N sixty four mini. I think it seems like a headache worth figuring out, though, because there's a lot yeah. of people who who would totally buy it. But yeah. I do think that it would be pretty much at the same hundred dollar price point that the PlayStation Classic yeah. is at. I don't I'd think they could do that for eighty bucks. 100. Yeah, maybe more, and I don't think I think it'll only come with one controller because yeah. of the maybe how expensive. Two. You think yeah. so? I think possibly I two. Maybe they'll, so maybe they'll do maybe they'll do two different models or yeah. something. They'll do that so. for the first time. Have you have have you? Uh, then I'll have to buy both. Martin, Martin, have well, you? I think considering <laughs> that the Super Nintendo came out at eighty with two controllers, I think it's reasonable to say, eh, maybe they'll take a little cut in the profit to get it to a hundred bucks and have two mm. controllers in there, especially because. The Nintendo multiplayer was, a, was a big point. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you go if you go by like the way the sixty four was released, like think about it, like they, um, I mean, I've always felt like the system was pretty bare minimum. Like I don't think there it wasn't possible to get a system that came with Mario. I remember that was a weird thing when the sixty four mm-hmm. launched. There was no like Mario bundle, and there always had, even though there was a Mario at the beginning, 
there was just you you just got the system by itself with one controller, so that would be kind of reminiscent. And there were only two games released at the time, so I was like, why not? You know what game you're gonna buy? Why not bundle it together? Yeah, well, I mean, I <laughs> actually I mentioned that on a comment on uh, on your uh, on your Twitter, Martin, about because uh, you just did a review of Pilot Wing sixty four, which is mm. which is an excellent excellent game. And, but I would have never I would have never bought that game if it wasn't such if there wasn't such a limited library of games for sixty four because I. The reason I got it was I was at a store and I was actually trying to find Shadows of the Empire, but you know nobody had Shadows of the Empire, so I bought and I had money to get a game and I wanted to get a game and the only game that I could find was Pilot Wings, so I bought it and I ended up loving it and it ended up being one of my favorite '64 games. I mean, I think it's a lot better than Shadows of the Empire ever was. You know, it's definitely mm-hmm. aged a lot better. So it's like I don't know. I guess having less games at that time helped for some things. You know, because I never would have I never would have even looked at the game if there was other there was other stuff available there at the time, but I took a chance and I ended up loving it. Yeah, I think that's a very good, uh, very good point because I was looking at it and the game has sold. I think Pilot Wing sixty four sold around a million copies, which compared to uh, Super Mario sixty four, I think that sold nearly nearly twelve. Mm. But but like you say, if, if Pilot Wings had come out, you know, even something like maybe not six months, but if it come out a year later, it probably wouldn't have got anywhere near a million. Like people. It, people took a chance, like you say, took a chance on it because they completed Mario and they had nothing else to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, and it's great because it just means people have got to experience a surprisingly fun and really, really great game. For sure, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I was going to ask you have you have you gotten any of those controller uh, modded controllers for sixty four? Like speaking of, how do you do you still use the the Trident, like the three prong <laughs> controller? Or I you... uh, yeah, I mean, I have a. So I've got a cupboard behind me, which is just it's filled to the sort of brim with N64 controllers. I've got something like 20, 20 pads in there and all in varying condition. Like mm-hmm. some of them, I think one of them's got like the wired wires somehow chewed off. I don't know how. I don't know what happened to that one. Um, but I haven't got in terms of modded controllers. I haven't actually got any. I bought a couple of replacement joystick mm-hmm. um, sort of modules. I bought like a GameCube style one, which it's adequate for some games, but it's not very precise. And I also have two um, N64 Hori mini pads, which are the they were released exclusively in Japan towards the end of the N64's life. It looks like a sort of a mini GameCube pad, hmm. uh, and it has a GameCube style stick on it. And they're really good; they're really durable. And you know, I've I've had one of them for uh, probably five six years now or something probably probably longer than that actually um and it's like the stick's still perfect on it but again much like the gamecube style ones they're not they're not super precise so if you want to play games like goldeneye perfect dark SRX, where you really need to have that precision with the with the joystick it's it's not that it's useless it's just nowhere near as good and and actually saying that goldeneye for example is is nigh on you know it's near un, unplayable with it basically mm. Uh, but I haven't got any of those modded sticks. There's a guy does um, uh, who makes I don't know if you've seen them the steel sticks, uh, which is like a whole replacement. Um, I'm guessing made out of steel, hence the name. Uh, I really want to get one, but they're they're like gold dust. They're even harder to get hold of than uh, some of the other N64 mods, and and even then those ones are like difficult or impossible, you know, by in the, by themselves. Hmm. I would guess that those uh, Hori controllers that you have are worth a pretty penny now. The, the 64 ones that you have. I have, because mm. I, I have the Super the Super Nintendo 
uh, Hori ones for GameCube, and those have become pretty expensive nowadays. Oh yeah, yes, I remember those. Yeah, they look really, really nice. Uh, were they? Um, they were for certain games, and it's also the Game Boy Player. You yeah, use it with that. Yeah, they basically work with anything that has a control pad. I basically bought them for uh, for fighting games, for like uh, for like um, Capcom versus SNK two or like uh, Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. I used it because the D pad on the GameCube was kind of awful. It was it was tiny and hard yeah. to use. So so I bought two of those. I bought two of them for the uh, for like a uh, you know two D fighters, and uh, I guess they're worth more now. But I know that Hori's done a lot of done a lot of cool stuff, and I figured that the 64 one might even might be even more rare you know the one that you were talking about i haven't looked into it but i'd like to just i'm interested to see what they did then i hadn't even i hadn't heard about that controller until you just mentioned it so yeah it's cool. um i've got a um sorry i'm shilling myself here but yeah. i've got a there's a review of it up on uh on the website i think if you if you just type into google you know n64 hori mini pad or something you'll find you'll find it in there yeah it's a it's a it's a weird little pad, but it's a good alternative to the to the Trident. Although was it the the Trident of Power? I think you call. It? I can't. Don't know if you called it that or not. <laughs> and I just called. I just called it. The tri- oh, man, I'm looking trident, at it right but... now. What a strange looking controller. Yeah, it's cool though. I like it. It's a very big joystick. Yeah, it looks like they just took it out off the GameCube. Wow. Yeah, because I've seen. Uh, I've just seen. I've seen people like you know, newer versions of it to try to make it more like just the two instead of the three, but it reminds me a little bit of a Dreamcast controller in its shape. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sort yeah. of, I guess it's big disc or maybe the Saturn, the Saturn controller was kind of like that too. Yeah. I think the handles, the handles would have to be smaller, right? If it was the Dreamcast controller, cause that uh-huh. in itself was just like this weird, this weird spaceship of a controller with the, <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the cord coming out the bottom of it. Um, I don't know. And the handles turned inward for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people talk about that online, too, being like, oh, where's our Dreamcast Mini? I'm like, mm, well, I mean, what's going to be on there? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't don't get me wrong. I like the Dreamcast, but they kind of went out pretty quick. They don't have a whole lot of games to play. I mean, I guess you could yeah. do like Grandia 2 and Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia. So- the Sonic games and then Sonic Adventure. Maybe yeah. Power Stone. Shenmue. Seaman. Yeah. Like I think it's desperate. They'd probably do it. Seaman. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get Seaman. Seaman. Soul Calibur was pretty good. Seaman would be funny. Soul sure. Calibur was like amazing when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Soul Calibur was great. Yeah. I'm I'm not even that into fighting games, but that was so easy to just pick Play up the and heck play. Out of the game. No, it, it it played really well. Definitely. I think that was the first time I played Soul Calibur was on Dreamcast. And of course, and like there was a UFC game I remember. Well, I and uh, in college. I was gonna say, speaking of fighting games, don't forget Marvel vs. Capcom too. That was the place to play it on Dreamcast. That's where All right. I, that's, well, I think a Dreamcast Mini sounds awesome. Those, those, those yeah, I'm making an argument for the Dreamcast Mini right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to see one. I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, did you? Did uh, Jeremy and John? Did you get anything this week new? I know John had a birthday yesterday. I did this week. Oh, so happy, happy birthday! Hey, happy birthday, John! Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, uh, Trey got me a gift card for the eShop, and I used it to get the messenger. So I've been enjoying that this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's definitely worthy of all the praise Trey's been giving it. So yeah. well, you got you got to the pick. Gift. You got to pick your game. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. Messenger. I didn't ask him to get the messenger. the messenger. I just sent. I just sent him a. I got a digital, like a digital eShop card from Amazon. I want to get something where I could just get the numbers, and I just sent you, just sent you the numbers, sent it to John, and and I never. Yeah, I didn't push you to get messenger, but you did. I mean, I just. I played through all of the messenger. I think it's an excellent game. 
It's a, it's an, I don't know if you've heard about it, Martin, but it's a, it's an indie game that came out for Switch and other systems. It kind of, at first it looks like a, like a sequel to Ninja Gaiden, but the, one of the great things about the messenger is that none of it is predictable. So the game definitely twists and turns through the whole thing and, and becomes, goes in ways that you didn't really expect it to. And it's very cool. And I, I enjoyed it's it a lot. It's very self-aware and funny. The way that they comment on, on the game itself oh, yeah. during the game, like the characters will, like the one character, the shop character Trey was talking about. Oh, I love, love the shop character. He, yeah. he, he goes on and on, and then he's like, man, that, that was a lot of text for this one text box. Yeah. Um, so it's like very <laughs> fourth wall breaking. Did you, have you touched the, have you touched the closet in the, in the shop yet? I did. Did you I touch it? The closet. I heard, I heard the super long story. He warns <laughs> you again and again, don't touch my closet. Don't touch my closet. If you touch my closet one more time, I'm going to tell you a long, boring story. Then you touch it one more time and you, you're stuck. Yeah, and you can't get out of it. Boring yeah. story. <laughs> Actually, I like that story where he talks about like life and goals and like uh, your own self changing, like when you reach your goals later and like adapting with the world. It's like, it's just like, that's what I loved about those stories is they're just like, some of them are completely out there and it's, and they keep going. Like every time you find a new level and a new shopkeeper, there'll be a new story and they'll just, and I want, and I read all of them and they just kept, it's just amazing how much text they put in that game. It must have been insane. I like the little guy yeah. who comments when you die. Like, there's this little oh, guy. The, the, the first demon. time you die, this yeah. little demon guy comes yeah. up and says, "Hey, I'm so and so. I'm the guy who brings you back to life." Yeah, and he kind of he, he takes some of your money in exchange for for uh, bringing you back to life. Mm-hmm. But then he'll come every time you die. He'll comment on the specific way that you died. Like if you get hit by a shuriken, yeah. he'll be like, "Man, watch out for flying projectiles or something." He'll say something funny about that, or like when he when he falls into a pit. He says, uh, what did your brother tell you that was a secret passage? My brother yeah. did that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll make all these comments on your uh on your progress. <laughs> and basically the what's interesting with that is like when it, it instead of like him necessarily just taking your money for you dying, you're basically just not allowed to collect money after you come back to life. Like he'll just take all the money that you get until he goes away. So it kind of works. So it doesn't actually eat into the bank account that you already have. You just can't get any more until like you until you give him a certain amount and then he'll go away and then you can continue on the game. And I thought that was That's really interesting. Okay. I, I just thought, played it for yeah. an hour this morning. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was an interesting mechanic. So it's not because you do have to raise a lot of money to buy like extra, you know, upgrades and stuff like that for your character. So but it won't take it won't take away from your bank. It just won't let you get any more. And I thought that was interesting. That's like a cool way to do it. But yeah, that guy, that guy sucks. And there is a <laughs> it's kind of a. Oh well, I won't. I don't want to spoil it for you. There, there is something funny that happens with him later in the game that I that I really liked. That, that was cool. I'll let you look look forward to that. But no, the messenger is is a lot of fun to play. Uh, has an excellent excellent soundtrack too. Um, it does. And uh, it's yeah, and it and it's like you know you'll get to the point where you where it goes to the future and it becomes a sixteen bit game and it'll and it'll get to the point where it goes back and forth and there's also just like all sorts of crazy turns in there that you don't expect and. It's games all over the place, and I love how completely unpredictable it is, and how much there is to. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to that. I I hope you I hope you enjoy it in the end. So all, all my pushing of the messenger worked. So <laughs> you had to get it worked right out. Yeah. Well, you just had to buy it for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I didn't. <laughs> I, I just. I mean, I didn't. He can get whatever he wants. I just figured I. Because uh, yeah. if you if you guys remember uh, back in the Wii days, you used to be able to like send games to each other, which I thought was like the coolest thing ever. You could yeah. do like you could you could send an email and it would have like a you could send like a virtual console game or something. And I always thought that was really cool. I know like John sent me like the Ninja Gaiden arcade game one year for my birthday or like 
that Cho Iniki game, which is that really weird shooter from it would only <laughs> yeah, release yeah. in Japan with all the with, the, mus- dudes. Yeah, yeah. with the muscly men and all that, like all this weird stuff. And it was really cool that you could do that. We could be like, oh, here, here's a game, and it like would show up in your email, and then you have a and you have a gift. I always like that. I don't. I know. remember you sent me something on the Wii, or yeah, on the Wii, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I probably did. I sent I sent games <laughs> to to everyone, and but it was like. It was such a cool thing, and and I always that's an, like I I love Nintendo's like uh, creativity, but there's always like there's an idea that they do this really really cool, and then they just don't do anything more with it. Like they're very known for that, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, that was great, and then it's just like that was that one thing, and like we're never never gonna return to that. It's like why it was so much fun. I would have loved to see it on Wii U or Switch or whatever, but but yeah, we did that. Did did you get anything for the week, Jeremy? I did. Uh, so I did mention that the game that I haven't played yet that I bought kind of on impulse and i keep forgetting the name of it oh the way oh the way yeah <laughs> i don't not, know not anything the, about it. it not to it, be confused with the 90s song the, the remastered one uh yeah. yeah it was only like three bucks i was like fine i'll buy it i just kind of bought it on impulse and like i said i haven't played it yet but i also bought a i finally like saw one of the disney infinity things in the wild oh clearance <laughs> With the I thought you were joking about Disney Infinity. No, <laughs> I got so I got the starter kit for the Wii U. It's the one that has like the Star Wars one. Is it Star Wars? Which which it's one? Not Star there, Wars. A it's a starter them. kit. I think it's Batman and is it Batman? No, I don't think Batman's in there. It it would only be Marvel. Hold on, guys. let me go grab it. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I had the I got the uh, Disney Infinity kit for Wii U, but I got the Star Wars one, the one with had that had a. Uh, but I think that was later. I don't know. It's. I hope. I hope he didn't pay a whole lot for it because, I mean, as fun as the game is, it's not really. You know, they they get rid of it. All right, I'm a dummy. Like, is it the Star Wars? It's one? not what I bought. It's the. It's like it's Lego Dimensions. Oh, okay. Lego Dimensions. <laughs> oh wow. Do you have this tree? No, I don't have Lego Dimensions. It is Batman though. Yeah. It was only twelve bucks. It's got the game and the portal, and it comes with you, some Legos and stuff. Yeah, you I gotta, was like, heck you gotta, yeah! You got to put it all together. That's worth it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, twelve bucks to play with Legos. Yeah, no, I think you actually I have. have to... I have some other Legos, so you know, I'll just mix them all together. Yeah, I think you actually have to put your put your little characters together. You have to build them before you can use them, which is maybe yeah, tw- a good thing or a bad thing. Is, uh, I don't I know. That was a good deal. Yeah, because I, I think I feel like they've. I don't know if they've discontinued the Lego Dimensions too, but that one was such a bizarre bird because it was like. Like like Sonic is in there. There's like Lego Sonics that you can get. So like there's a there's Sonic the Hedgehog, but there's also like Back to the Future, and there's like Ghostbusters and Batman, and it's just like yeah. there's all these. It, there's just no theme to it, you know. I guess like at least the Disney one, I know what Disney owns, you know. So there's like you have like the regular Disney characters, you got the Marvel characters, you got the Star the Star Wars characters. Yeah. But this, this is Batman, Gandalf, and yeah, Wild Style. It was a Simpsons she- one. It's like yeah, yeah and the Wild Simpsons. Style was from the Lego movie. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's right. But everything yeah. seems like so just so random, right? It's like yeah, it's like uh Batman, Lord of the Rings and I don't know. <laughs> and, and but I kind of thought that when all those things were coming out, I thought the Lego one would be the coolest because of that because yeah. you could mix all these different uh, universes. And that's you know the theme is Le- Lego and Lego, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they do. They have all these different things that they bring together. Like like they did in the movie. Sure. So I I could see wanting to collect all these little figures too. There's like a little Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and right. yeah. Well, yeah. especially that one. Oh, what a Slimer! Heck yeah. Well, you can probably get them on clearance now because I think they. I think well, this they, is the only one yeah. they had. Oh. Just this one set. They had okay. a lot 
lot of copies of it. Because I think they're out too, right? Because I think Walmart. Because I think the only company that's in the games to or the toys to life business still is Nintendo, right? (laughs) They're the only ones who are still rocking the amiibo and all that. They've only made one. They've only made one exclusive amiibo game though. Amiibo festival. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there was a there was like a Mario. What was it? Mario versus DK game that was amiibo. That you used Amiibo for that came okay. out on Wii U, but it was free. I think, I think it was free, but you needed me Amiibo to play it. That one was fun for like a day. I don't know. You should check it out if you play your Wii <laughs> Wii U at some point. You can, you can try that out. But yeah, at no, some Amiibo. point they're just going to quietly remove the NFC capability out of the Amiibo because people are just buying them for the figures. I rarely, yeah, I rarely use them for anything. I just bought them for the design because I like the way they look. So yeah, I don't, I don't really use it for much except for like I use it in WarioWare because. Wario, Wario will like draw a funny picture of your amiibo if you scan it. That's, that's the last time I used used amiibo. Once I got Poochie, I was fine. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't need any more. Although I do want the Guardian from Breath of the Wild still. Mm. Oh, oh, the giant one, the, the huge giant. one with the legs. And I saw one. that at Disc Replay. Mm-hmm. I should have bought it, but I didn't. Yeah, it was only like fifteen bucks too. Yeah, for me, uh, the only game I've played, it's not or bought, I, it's not out yet, but I did buy Mario Party, Super Mario Party. I loaded it last night, so it's ready, it's ready to go. Yeah, nice, nice. When does that drop? That drops Friday. Oh, it. So, and and actually, I mentioned it. It'll be after we after I post this, but uh, Jess and I are going to do a stream of it Thursday night at eleven when it when it drops cool. digitally. So we'll be playing it on Twitch. Another, you guys can watch it. The later. reviews are starting to come out. I, read, I haven't read any of them yet, but I just saw a couple were posted. I read the uh, mm. Nintendo Enthusiast review earlier. It seemed positive. They said they mm. liked it, even though they didn't seem to talk a whole lot about the the four-player, which is like the most... They just kept saying the four-player is the best part of the game, but they didn't really get in-depth as to what the, you know, as to what was in the four-player. Like what, you know, how many boards or whatever, like what it, how the setup was. Mm. They just kept saying that was the most fun part of the game, but they didn't really get into into the details of it. I guess that would be, I mean, that's what I want to check out. Of course, is, is the, is that part. I'm interested in the online stuff for yeah. sure. I don't think from what I heard, it's just one challenge mode. It's like a single player challenge mode that you do and you challenge your friends in that way. Is I it didn't true ex- that you have to use the joy con sideways. And that's the only way to play it. I believe so. Yeah. That's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Well, it's I- just too small. <laughs> I can't hold it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can buy like grips and stuff. They have like little handles that you can stick on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, they, to make it bigger, I guess. The buttons yeah, don't know. change oh. size though. Oh yeah, and I did yeah. and, and I did buy new Joy-Cons also for for Mario for Mario Party. Oh, did you get what uh what color did you get? I bought the Splatoon ones. I got the green and cool. pink ones. Those are the ones that I like the best out of all of them. They were on sale for 70. Still not that do you cheaper, have them? But, no, I ordered them from Amazon. They're supposed to be here are tomorrow. You, are they going to go on your Switch right away? I think they'll look cool. Yeah, no, I mean, they were the best-looking ones. And I just want to have I just want to have four controllers ready to play a four-player Mario Party if if it, if that happens, you know, because I was always a big fan of, like, having four player, four people play at once in Mario Party. I'm sure you played it as well, Martin, on the 60, with the 64 ones. Do you have any of those yeah. in, your, in your collection? I I have um I have all the the first free Mario Party games so all the ones on N64 mm-hmm. and then uh I don't know, do you know weirdly I didn't I didn't get any on GameCube I've played a couple of the GameCube ones I have played oh, wow. four and I think maybe some of five might have played a game like here and there mm-hmm. and then I played eight nine and ten okay I think I had all of them I think ten 
10 I played because I, I think I reviewed that for, because mm. I used to write for Nintendo Life. So that was the last, that's the last one I played. How was it? Um, what it but uh, yeah, that, Super Mario Party looks really good fun. How, what was your score for Mario Party 10? I'm, I'm curious. Just because that one was kind of, it, it was, it was kind of one of the more bizarre ones. And I don't think it's one of the best ones for sure. <laughs> I don't know, Mario. Yeah. yeah, let's have a look. Um, I can't remember what I gave it. I probably gave it. I I seem to recall remembering I enjoyed it, but I know that most people don't like the the car thing. I'm one of those mm. sort of outsiders. I'm like, I think the car's quite fun. I gave it a seven. I thought I, was, I thought I'd given it a seven. Okay. I just had to look that up because I can't, I can't remember. Sure. But I was just curious. Um, yeah, I uh, I mean, I played it. I played it a good amount, Mario Party Ten. But I don't think it's not one that we. Because, like, uh, my fiancé and I, we, we play a lot of Mario Party, and it's, like, that's mm-hmm. not really one that she she wants to return to. Like, whenever she wants, when she's, like, let's play a Mario Party, it'll always be, like, I'll be, like, which one do you want to play? And she's, like, uh, not the, she's, like, I don't want to play 9 or 10. We can play any of the other ones. Just, she, <laughs> she didn't, she didn't want to do the car one, you know. I like so, the one with the microphone. Oh, yeah. Well, there's two with the microphone. That was 6 and 7. What's the one that had Cube? bright on and light on? Or? That's 6, I think. That's the one that I remember with getting the, the biggest kick out of. With it the sun, so and, stupid. the sun and the moon, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the where uh. there's day and night cycles for the for the boards. <laughs> yeah, that one was interesting. I don't. I ha- I have all of them. I like I like Mario Party. Um, I think my personal favorite is Mario Party Two, the one sixty four. Probably probably from a nostalgia standpoint, I guess. But mm. I also I just loved like the themed levels and how all the different characters dressed like whatever the board was. I always thought that was really fun. Where there's yeah, like a, cool. where there's mm-hmm. like a western board where you dress like a cowboy, and there's like the, you know, there's there's like the ghost board, and there's like a space board where you're all like astronauts and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool, and it sort of has a story to it, kind of, you know. And at the end, you save the day of whatever the story is for the board. I, I always felt like it was kind of that they had perfected it in two, and then they kind of just went wherever. But three is really fun too. Don't get me wrong; I just really like the way the way all the two stuff was was set up. How much of loving two is just the relief of not having to like get giant blisters on your palm? <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, I mean, like, oh, this is better. This is definitely better. Well, I think that <laughs> I think that two came out so because like one, two, and three all came out when out when when we were in college at LCC, and I felt like they came out pretty close to each other. Like I think it was like I think it was like every year there was a new one. So it was like yeah. So we played mm-hmm. one for a while. And then two came out, and then it, and we never returned to one, you know. And, and I didn't necessarily blister my hands or anything like that. It was just kind of like <laughs> I don't know; those games were just weird. The 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 rotate the the rotating ones. But I, I'm hearing that the new that the mini games are really fun on the Super Mario Party. So, but that'll be that'll be our subject for next week because it's not out yet, and I haven't been able to play it. But hopefully, we'll get a good amount of time with it and get to play around with it. But I'm really I'm hopeful. I mean, it, it seems to be pretty positive what people are saying. Mario Party reviews are always interesting because. Like, I remember when 10 came out, people were, like, saying shit about it online, and I'm like, and I remember I posted in the NBC group, I, like, just showed them all the, because IGN has always has given pretty much every Mario Party a bad review. So, so I, like, should, I was like, here's all the reviews of all the Mario Parties. So don't really pay attention to their reviews, because I don't think they like those games, and they just, I think they just review them poorly because of that, so. But yeah, no, I'm, I think, it, I think it'll be fun. It's weird. It's weird that they've limited it to just the Joy-Cons, but I think they I guess it needs to be the specific rumble, except I think that is that's in the Pro Controller as well, so it's weird. It is in the Pro Controller. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. Um, you know, I wish they would release multiple sizes of Joy-Con. Yeah. Like 
why can't I get a large Joy-Con? I don't care if it sticks <laughs> off the side of the Switch a little yeah. bit, but it can be comfortable, and I could actually play the thing portable mm. comfortably. Like they did with the DSs, the XLs, the mm-hmm. XL Joy-Con. Yeah. Right, but they could, they could just switch the Joy-Con, not the system. I could choose whatever size. I, that's actually been a wish of mine for a long mm. time, that they would release multiple sizes of controllers for different systems, because try as they might, you know, you can't make a controller that fits everybody's hands and i have I have large hands they get mm. cramped sometimes from playing yeah. certain controllers sure and the joy con i tried that for like five minutes and i was like nope can't do that ever so <laughs> it sucks it and is i've no i mean i haven't played with the joy con sideways since i don't know it was a novelty that i did oh and i played a uh, uh one two switch or not one two switch sorry um what's the one uh it's with the, with the cutting why am i forgetting it now oh, snipper uh, clips, snipper Over, clips yeah oh that's the last one I used the Joy-Con for. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was kind of like a thing where it's like, oh, hey, it's uh, portable, so let's snap them off, and then we'll play two-player. That's kind of pretty much yeah. how we... Playing the playing Mario Kart Switch with the two Joy-Cons in portable mode, uh-huh. pretty much impossible. Like, yeah. not only is it so tiny in your hands, but then you're, like, huddled around this little tiny screen trying to see your little window. Right. It's it crazy. Weird it out. works, but it, it works, but it's not uh-huh. comfortable. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know next week how, how it feels playing the Joy-Cons again. You can get, like, big handle things to attach to it to kind of make it look more like a regular controller, like big, uh, you know, like with the I've big... i like, Yeah. But in this situation where you're trying to play Mario Party and you have to have the the Joy-Con independent so you can, like, waggle and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like, that's not really a solution. I just wish they'd have bigger Joy-Cons. Taking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll see how well it goes. You won't be able to review the uh, multi-switch content until probably the the switch event, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because I well, because I need another switch and I need another person with Mario Party also. So you you have to have two cartridges to play it. So it's like, what are the chances of that? Does Conan have a switch yet? He has one, but he doesn't play it. It's like at his dad's house or something. He like doesn't even have it here, but. Yeah, I'd have to play it. I'd play it on Kevin's because I know he'll have it for the party. But it'll be interesting. Also, uh, also next week they're dropping the new nin- uh, NES Nintendo Switch Online stuff, which uh, Solomon's Key or the other two. It was Solomon's Key. I don't remember the third one, but the most important one in the list is Super Dodgeball. That game is a lot of fun Super to Dodgeball. play two player, and playing that online two player is pretty awesome. That's that's oh, a heck great. Yeah, that's gonna be great. That's a great game to play. So. I, yeah, I forget. Oh, it's golf. It's that's the other one. Golf. It's the um, is the wow, is, it, is the NES golf, but the second one that has Mario in it. So it's like open tournament or whatever it's called. Oh, okay. It's that oh, one, that's a good one. Which is a little bit better, but it still plays the same as the original golf. But that's coming out, and uh, and that's that for uh, what we've been playing in the news. It's probably a longer opening, but do you guys want to take a quick break and then we'll talk more about N64? Sure. Sure thing. Sounds- All right. Cool.
actually have to get to go, and I'm I'm gonna head, head off to work. Okay. But, uh, Do you want to sign off, John? I'll sign off or say something. Make uh, it sound like you got kidnapped. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like uh, you falling down a pit or something in Mario. Uh, sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Ow! Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he does? What, what noise does he make when he falls down a pit? Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> That's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> John's brother told him it was a secret passageway. <laughs> so, um, let's talk some more about your website, Martin. I know we kind of mentioned a lot of it in the first part of the show, but you know, I guess that comes to go that comes along with uh, just talking about games we've been playing and stuff like that. But is there a like? Well, first off, like, how long has your website been going for? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I've been running it, I think, since uh, late 2016, I think it is. Okay. But it's mainly in the last year that it's sort of ramped up quite quite a bit in terms of us. I've been able to dedicate a lot more time to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how exactly I found it. I mean, Twitter is kind of a fun thing for me because I'll just follow one thing and then somebody will retweet another thing and then I find another thing and. And then I just kind of found myself reading reading some of the reviews on there, and that was why I was like, "Oh well, you know." And oh, and we forgot to even mention it at the beginning, but it's the twenty second anniversary of the Nintendo sixty four, as yes. of September twenty ninth, I believe, in America. So, yeah. So so yeah. So it's totally the right time to talk about it as yep. well. And uh, and I was like, "Well, shit. Let's see if uh, let's see if we can get make this happen and have you on here." And uh, and it's like. Um, yeah, there's lots of interesting stuff to read in there. Was it is the 64 your favorite Nintendo console or was it just something that you played a lot or why did you settle on that one for uh for covering? So, yeah, I mean you sort of hit the nail on the head there. It's yeah. it's my favorite console. It was mm-hmm. the one uh I my first Nintendo system and first games console was a Super Nintendo, which mm-hmm. which I really loved and enjoyed. And of course, that whole excitement of the leading up to the N64 at the time, you know, in magazines and things like that, it looks just so exciting and uh, futuristic and things like you know, being able to move Mario around in 3D and stuff. So when I finally got it, it just it didn't disappoint and mm-hmm. uh, left a you know, it's left a sort of lasting impression basically. And yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I loved the games at the time. I used to love playing, you know, go and meet up with some friends and play multiplayer and, and things like that. But I think part of the reason for doing a website on it is because because I like it so much I know a lot about it so I can sort of write with authority about it you know I mm. I generally know what I'm talking about or you know I could find out if I need you know know where to find out information if I if I don't know something and also because there aren't that many games for the system compared to other ones sure. it makes it quite manageable i think it's the same with um with like collecting for n64 mm-hmm. lots of collectors will tell you they pick the n64 because it's very easy to get a you know a full uh north american game set for example compared to i don't know like playstation one or playstation two with oh yeah thousands of games sure probably tens of thousands of games or even like the wii yeah 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 especially once you start getting into sports games on those disc systems it's crazy well the, well the Wii yes. yeah well the Wii <laughs> especially had like so much garbage that they put on there as well like i find like you know jeremy and i like we frequent uh, use games fairly fairly often uh, jeremy does more than i do cuz you have that disc replay right there <laughs> to, yeah. to go to but this. but I, I just i i find myself finding six, or finding Wii games that i didn't even know existed 
Like last year, I bought like Gremlins. There's a Gremlins game on Wii. I didn't even know that. I bought, I bought a Gremlins game for two dollars on Wii, like <laughs> at at a at disc replay. Like it's just there's so many games that I was like, I didn't even know that came out. And I fell followed Wii pretty pretty heavily. I wish, you know? yeah, I wish I would have bought it. <laughs> I haven't seen it there since, but there was a Cold Stone Creamery ice cream game. <laughs> oh, yeah, you that I saw. It. I was like, what the hell? Like yeah. why? What? Yeah, some of it's so bizarre that was, it's just I didn't like, even know Cold Stone was open back when uh-huh. the Wii was around. I thought they were newer, but uh, no, I think apparently were... that must have been when they peaked in popularity during the Wii times. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like everybody loves the Wii. We could make an ice cream game. So are you like motion control doing the like slab of ice cream or whatever? Like, what are they? Know. They gotta, gotta like, kind of chop up the ice cream. They like mush slab. it together with their hands. I always thought it was really gross, but it's weird. It's kind of like weird, it and they all yell at each other and <laughs> yeah. sing. Yeah. Uh, are you planning on eventually getting like the entire collection of 64 games? Is that kind of a goal that you have or has it gotten to the point where some of them are too expensive that you don't have? I just, I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely sure. I, I started off originally when I was collecting, I was like, right, I'm going to get every single, you know, N64 game and things like that. And most of my collection is, is European PAL versions, Mm -hmm. which, uh, is annoying because they're they're generally um i say they are they're generally not all of them but qu- quite a lot of them are sort of inferior versions because they you know, they don't run as um they don't run as fast as the as the north american and japanese versions they have cut content they have lots of black borders and stuff like that hmm. so i don't know and then and also actually with lots of them which are, um isn't generally known i think is that uh, whereas some of the Japanese, and I think maybe even the North American versions, they have uh, their the saving or means of saving the game is a chip rather than sort of a battery powered. Oh, backup. okay. Yeah. And lots of European versions have um, use seem to use battery uh, more so than uh, than other versions. I found that with funny enough with um, uh, I think the the Goemon games, both of those the Japanese versions, you don't need a memory card to save. Hmm. But you need it for the for the Western editions, so I don't know. I got so far with collecting uh, the European games, and then I, I got some Japanese games as well, and I have a couple of North American ones. But hmm. I don't know. Part of me is like, actually, if I could go back, I would collect just North American games hmm. and maybe some of the Japanese exclusives. So, it, but it's it's just so expensive nowadays. I mean, the 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 prices of them have have shot up to sort of astronomical levels, and yeah. You know, something like Conquer's Bad Fur Day, I think in, oh, in yeah, the yeah. UK will fetch, you know, in relatively decent condition. You, you expect to pay, you know, £150 or something for it, mm. which which is madness. Yeah. Yikes. No, we had uh, – yeah, the last time I went to a video game convention, uh, this was this April, and uh, I found Conquer's Bad Fur Day in box there for over $100, over $100 so it was like – Really? Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I feel like – I feel like it's kind of like a lot of the people who grew up with the 64, like the 64 launched in 96. So the people who were born in 96 are, you know, in their 20s now. So probably people who are playing that as like children, children, you know, have have jobs and money now and they're mm. trying to buy those systems. And that's kind of where the market shifted on that, I think. Buying back your childhood. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like so that's kind of like where that's. Because I felt like GameCube kind of got there too, where like those the GameCube games have been fairly sought after as well. And uh, what was it? A couple of years ago, my 64 that I had in high school, it died. It completely stopped working. It was I was sad because I always expect Nintendo systems to work forever and never never stop working. But my 64 stopped working, and I had to buy another one, of course, because I can't have a life without a 64. You know, I was one of those people that never mm-hmm. 
that never like sold any of your old systems or never, you know, whenever I moved, they moved with me. You know, I have them all set up in my office here. And, yeah. uh, and I went and I was in the market for 64 again. And it was like, I was looking online and they were all like over a hundred dollars. It was insane. And I found one at a convention for 60 and I thought that was a good price, but that's still kind of, I mean, some people think that's kind of high, but, but I definitely noticed that there was a huge, you know, that everybody was big into 64 again, because it's like, yeah. And, and I see, and I saw people online, like friends of, uh, you know, on, on Facebook or whatever being like, I have a 64 that I'm going to give away, you know, anybody want it? And then people yeah. commenting and being like, don't give it away, sell it. It's like yeah. they're they're big. They're big <laughs> I now. think I got mine for yeah. what twenty, but I, it was because it was a coworker that just wanted to get rid of it. Sure, I was like, I don't know why you want to get rid of this so bad, but I would gladly pay you twenty bucks for yeah. that. That's a yeah. good deal. Yeah, with Pokemon Stadium. Oh, nice. Whatever the Pokemon. Yeah, those one was the Pokemon games are normally pretty high. Like, I mean, you know, Nintendo games in themselves, like first party stuff, retain their value. So it's like most of them are still maybe Mario sixty four is less because there were so many of them, but. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really, I think the last, I mean, I think the last 64 game I bought was, oh, I, what was it? I bought like, uh, I bought No Mercy, that Resident Evil 2 game that I was talking about earlier. And I think I bought like War Gods and some other, I found it was another like a, a vintage game place that I found where I found a bunch of them cheap, but it's, uh, yeah. Is, is the 64, is, it's not a region locked, is it? Or, or is it? Like would you it use? is sadly, yeah. Yeah, I figured it um, probably was. So, I mean, well, the PAL version, so European version, won't play anything unless you have one of those like adapter, like passport adapter cartridges. Okay. And then the North American and the Japanese systems are this are the same, but they have a uh, like a physical region lock, which is a like a plastic tray, or whatever it is that blocks the the cartridge. But you can you can remove it basically. Oh, okay. Or, mm-hmm. Or you, you can either remove it, but then I think you lose the the dust covers for the cartridge slot, or you can I don't know you can chop them off with a like a plastic saw or something like that. I haven't I haven't done it myself. I've got one of one of mine is has had it all done for me, but I didn't do it myself. So mm. yeah, I haven't tried uh, I haven't tried any of that uh, stuff for the because um, I was because I was going to ask you when you were talking about collecting different regions of games. I was like, do you have a do you have multiple 64s for different uh, for different stuff or like how would you have to mod it or whatever? It's it's funny like the Super Nintendo one and Jeremy and I did this. It's like kind of a I don't know what you call it a hard a hard mod or a soft mod or whatever. You basically have to break mm-hmm. off these little there's just these little plastic things that are in the Super Nintendo it's a hardware that, mod that keep you <laughs> they yeah, they keep you from putting a Japanese cartridge in there and you just break them and then all of a sudden you can play it's so weird. You just break them off, and then yeah. all of a sudden you can play the Japanese some Super Nintendo pliers, games. Just snap them right off. Yeah, they're just these two little plastic pieces that you just snap off, and all of a sudden you can play it. And it's sounding like there's something similar to that, I guess, for 64. I've never really looked it into it. But... Like it. Yeah, I haven't looked at it myself, but it it is something along those lines where you, you cut something out, and it's it's like on the back of the on the the sort of the back underside of the cartridge you have the little sort of indents on the cartridges and they're all different mm. shapes depending on which region i think you're in mm. and that's what stops them from slotting in but if you change it then you can put all of them in and that's one of the good things about the everdrive because it just doesn't have those slots it's just all like it's one shape and it'll fit every single um every single system oh okay yeah and do you have multiple 64s then, or do you just have? <laughs> I do, yes. Yeah, I, um, I figured you did. Uh, I have a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I've got about five, five or six. I can't remember. But I only, I only use 
two of them there's uh, other ones are in the cupboard sort of just just in case i need them i i always worry about stuff like you said the story about your n64 i always mm. worry about stuff yeah. stop it you know stops working and then i'm like oh no i'll never be able to play it ever again or i have to pay a fortune or something so i sort of stockpiled uh, <laughs> a few controllers and some consoles and things sure. uh, over the years but yeah i use two systems sort of regularly which is um uh one of them is a japanese system and it's had that uh that hardware mod where the whatever it is the pl- plastic thing's been removed that mm-hmm. will play everything and, okay um and then i have and that's the one which i have uh it's got a modification on it so it's got uh what's called the ultra hdmi mod okay. uh, which okay. allows yeah. it to nice. add a mini hdmi port and outputs it in 1080p and basically that's the one i use primarily for the website to do all the mm-hmm. the, the, the ca- uh, screen capture and and footage and all that sort of stuff and then i have a another n64 which um, I posted the other day on, on Twitter. It was interesting. I got some interesting reactions. I bought it from someone. I don't know. I just got it off eBay, and I don't know um, where they had originally got it. But it's a it's a North American system. It's been painted with a sort of like gloss black paint, and uh, the lights been modified on it and things. But that one is a uh, what's it got? An RGB modded system, so it outputs a superior picture on a uh, like a on a uh, old school CRT TV. Uh, so that was the one I, I have like in the cupboard. Uh, this, I have this big cupboard with all my games and things, which I I need to sort out because it's an absolute mess. <laughs> but um, that's that's where that that sits. And you know, if I feel like oh, I'm going to play on play N64 as it's meant to you know to be played, I'll I'll open that up and and have a few games on there. Um, so but you yeah, every... proudly display all your Nintendo 64s on a <laughs> big shelf. <laughs> Not currently. No, I used to. I used to have a. Um, I used to have at one point in a in a previous house. I had a like a games room, and mm-hmm. I had everything out, all the games out in like plastic box protectors and things like that. Uh, and then it was really annoying. We had to we had to move um, had to move house, and as a result, where we went to, I didn't have enough space, and so everything got boxed up. And I now have probably space to do it, but I just haven't gotten around to um, to sorting it all out yet. So it's still in the boxes in this in the cupboard. And I'm sort of thinking, I need to, you know, like get some lighting in there and things like that, and really make a big thing of it. But it's it's just a lot of work, and I'm still sorting out other things in the house. So you so know how pre- it is. You've pretty recently moved into your new house. You said it's within the past year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the past year, I've literally. Been I mean, that's every year. That's, so. that's recent. Yeah, I was gonna say I maybe could have done more, but you know, there was other things that needed doing. So, sure. mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you know, it's um, it's. It's all sort of, I like to keep it all nice and safe, the collection, you know, in all these box protectors and things like that, just because, you know, those those cardboard boxes that the, the games come in, they're, they're, they're quite fragile. Mm. Uh, some of my ones from childhood as well, you know, they they're, they're looked after them fairly well, but, you know, they're still a bit beat up. Yeah, I didn't. I never. I never kept any of my boxes with the. Uh, That's character. Which That's is character. which is weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I never kept the boxes for the sixty-four. I kept all the manuals. Like I have a big stack of manuals at my at my parents' house still, but not the boxes. And I kind of wish I would have. I mean, I have some that I've acquired nowadays, like Super Nintendo ones, but not. But yeah, having the boxes like makes that makes the price point so much more if you're trying if you're trying to sell those or whatever. Mm. You can you can always piecemeal like. Put people it together, do sell yeah. just the boxes. You yeah, know? Like, no, I you know. You got to pay <laughs> for it, but yeah. you can put together a complete collection or a complete package from multiple sources. Uh-huh. Yep. Or Some you... people do that. I've never. I don't even want to start down that road. Like it scares me. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole another thing. Were you planning on having that as part of your 
complete collection as well, like getting the boxes too, or just or just the cartridges? Uh, I was going for a complete in box collection. I think I have out of those, uh, say those 130 games. I think all of them bar two are complete in box. Mm. Maybe some might be missing a manual or missing an inner tray, but generally, um, which in I don't know. Again, in hindsight, it would be that's the fun of it. Of course, you can pick what you want to do. But in hindsight, maybe I thought, well, maybe I should have just got cartridges would have been a lot easier, but there's something about having the box and the manual and, mm. you know, looking for it. It's great as well from a, uh, you know, for like for the website, especially like for things like Twitter and, and social media, you know, you just open up a manual and there's some cool artwork or something. You go, Oh yeah, I'll take a picture of that. I think people, people might like that. And then, you know, starts a discussion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's definitely, <laughs> I mean, it's all content, you know, like it's especially having mm. all that extra stuff you can show, more than just the cartridges that you have. I know, like, uh, I don't know if you follow Retronauts, but I know, like, Jeremy Parrish is, like, he does that as well, like, collecting, like, old Game Boy boxes and scanning mm. them all for, for his for his uh, videos and stuff like that. And that definitely makes sense, like, with your website and and all that. Is mm. uh, I was going to ask you, out of out of your 130 games, what do you, what do you think is, like, the, the weirdest or, like, the most obscure game that you have in there? That, or maybe one that's hard to find or like one that's just like nobody really knows about or I'm trying to think of like what would be something crazy that's on 64 I mean I don't so know. I'm trying to think the so the weirdest one uh is I'm trying to think I'm gonna to have to actually bring up the name of it just to make sure I can say it right so the the weirdest one is one which is called uh, it's a Japanese exclusive it's it's called uh, God, it's going to be terrible. I think it's called Yuchan and Chan no Hono no Challenger Denryu Era Era Bow, uh, which <laughs> is a it's developed by a company called Yuki's, which I've never heard of, but the publisher was Hudson. Okay, and it is you know those uh, electric wire maze games where you know the physical game where you hold the the thing with a hoop on it and you have to get it through the, the maze and not touch the wire. Otherwise it beeps or whatever. It's oh, okay. essentially like a video game version of that. It's quite clever actually for the N64 because it's, it, although it looks like a really understated and, sim- and simplistic game, it obviously highlights the, the accuracy of the N64's analog joystick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and essentially, yeah, you have to go through these, these mazes, but they're, they're absolutely ridiculous. Like they have the most insane layouts, and the entire time there's this Japanese commentator sort of just yelling and shrieking over the top <laughs> of it. So it just makes you sort of get even more antsy as you're playing. And uh, and yeah, I think it was based on, from what I read, it's based on a segment from a from a Japanese TV series that would have aired in the in the 90s. But I've not I've not seen it myself. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's probably like the maybe one of the weirdest ones in terms of. Uh, maybe something quite it's not obscure because people know about it but the N64 version of Bangayo or as it's known, it's, I mean the full title is Bakaretsu Muteki Bangayo which I think came to the Dreamcast not that long after it was released on the N64 but hmm. that's the original version of the game, it's a little bit different and um, that apparently, I, I always read this, but then I've seen loads of copies of it out there, so I don't know how true it is, but apparently there's only 10,000 copies of that in the world. Hmm. Uh, and I have one of those. And, and then that's a really great game, and that's also completely nuts. Like, it's just um, ab- absolute chaos in terms of bullet hell and things, but also just very weird. Some of the, like the game over screen and things, it's inherently Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, 
Nice. Uh, there's a few other things, but th- those two sort of stand out. The Wire game is is always good fun. It has a two-player head-to-head mode, and yeah. when friends come around, that inevitably always comes out just because it's simple, it's straightforward, and it's just really funny. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that's like really easy to get into, but it's uh, got enough depth to it to, to be able to play it for longer and all that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't heard of either of those. That's 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 rad. Yeah, it's more uh more to look to look for in the in the sixty four <laughs> world. And out of and out of the many of the systems do you have, I have to ask, do you have uh do you have the Pikachu sixty four? I don't sadly. No, oh, okay. I would love to have it. That thing, um, I, I just I never got yeah. one. It's so. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you've seen it. It's it looks so ridiculous. It's so. There's um. We actually interviewed them when we were at a when we were at the at the um. Midwest Gaming Classic this year, but uh, the Pokemon, what, what is it? The Pokemon Company? Uh, no, the they have a it's a Pokemon uh, podcast. They do it's it. It's super effective. Yeah, super effective is their podcast, and they they have a Pokemon room at the Midwest Gaming Classic every year, and uh, they have that. You know, they have like stuff set up with that with that sixty four with the Pikachu sixty four. So it's like, and I got a picture uh, of Trey, Trey with it. He wanted yeah. to pose with that. <laughs> So somewhere there's a picture of him. Yeah, it's on the line, <laughs> some, online somewhere. I think it's the on closest our, you'll I think ever it's be on our Facebook, it. probably. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's I, I had to ask just because that 64 is so weird. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know how much it goes for, how rare it is, but it's just like, yeah, mm, it's so ugly. It's so bizarre. But I mean, it was you know the 64 was out in like the day you know the heyday of Pokemon, so they tried to do what they could. Did you? I'm sure you have like Hey You Pikachu and like uh. Wasn't there a Pokemon Channel 64 game as well? Like another weird uh, one? There are... Um, so obviously you had the Pokemon Stadium games and you had uh, Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually have Hey You Pikachu. Uh, I have the the microphone, but I don't have the have the game. I could, I may I may have the game on, on, on my EverDrive um, through somewhat dubious means. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Pokemon Puzzle League. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, the other one. yeah, yeah. That's a really good fun love, game. Love that oh, one, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy and I, we've talked about it before on the show, but Tetris Attack, Panel de Pond, like, that's, that's, I think that's our personal favorite uh, puzzle game. Like, yeah. yeah, that's my favorite puzzle game, and I think yeah. because I'm kind of good at it, so that's the one I want to keep playing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, like, try to get good at another game. It's, I think it's just, I think it just plays really well, and... uh yeah, and and I and I love the uh, the Pokemon Puzzle League one was great. It had like FMV cutscenes in it, which was a big deal for the cartridge days of '64. Like having any sort of full motion <laughs> video in there. That's where like uh, the Resident Evil Two blew my mind, which I actually had. I actually bought that cartridge new when it came out, and I think I, I lent it to uh, I think I lent it to a brother in law, and I think he still has it or he lost it or something. So I so I bought it again for not that much not that much money, but. It just blew my mind, like how they, you know, how much FMV they fit onto a cartridge. Which now, just trying to think about, because like the Switch uses cartridges now, but it doesn't really. I notice no difference, really, you know, that much yeah. from regular, from what like a Wii U would be, or you know, or mm. PS3. But it's like it's crazy, like how much different things were then, and uh, yeah, the way and just me, me seeing like full motion video of, of Pokemon just blew my mind at, at the time. But yeah, that game's a lot of fun to play too. And that they had like a 3D mode in there, which is weird that never like came back. Yeah. But that was always cool. Yeah, that one's weird because it almost gives you too many options. Like I don't know. It's, yeah. It, I don't know. I thought it made it a little too easy. The 3D yeah. Mm. Oh, because you I can agree. completely spin it to find like blocks to use, like if they're on a, mm-hmm. a new regular viewpoint. 
For sure. I, w- I wanted to ask you, um, have you ever heard of the TriStar 64? Have you heard of that thing? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what it is. It was uh, so. It, it was a thing that goes in the 64 that allows you to play Super Nintendo and NES games on your 64. That's it. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what it is. I was getting confused with the. Yeah. Was it the is it the V Doctor or the Doctor sixty something like that? that oh, which okay. is a slightly different thing. But yeah, no, I'm just I'm just having a quick Google and reminding myself. Yeah. I don't I never um I don't know if they released that over here. I don't um, think they I mean, I don't think they even released it here because I tried to buy it. Like I tried very hard to buy it and and it they, I guess I called the company even and they said that they that they were having too much trouble with it so that so I don't know if it actually came out. So that one has to be rare, but I tried so hard to get that because I wanted to have, I love the idea of like being able to play every generation of Nintendo at the time in one system, you know? So I Definitely. tried, I tried really hard Heck, to get if you that. Had, if you had the HDMI out on your 64, that would be awesome. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think I even sent them money at one point and they just didn't send, like, I think I tried to buy one. And I mean, this was back in the day of like no internet, really, like really hard to like track anything down. So I think I might've even sent them money and just lost like a hundred dollars off it or whatever, which is a lot of money yeah. at the time. But, but I tried very, very hard to get one of those. And I don't know if anybody actually has one or if you've actually seen one before, cause I don't know how many of them were actually produced, but yeah, but that might be even more rare than the, than the disc drive, which I'm sure you've looked into getting one of those. Or do you have one of those? I don't have one of those. I have looked into yeah. into getting a hold of one, but yeah, they're very very pricey, mm-hmm. uh, as you can imagine. <laughs> uh, I imagine I, don't know, I, I probably think the TriStar is probably probably rarer. Uh, there's a fair few. Yeah. I think it's around fifteen thousand sixty four DDs, mm. but whether or not all of them are out in the wild, I don't know. But um, but yeah, it's uh, they're very expensive. I think I last time I looked there, if you want to buy one with a full set of games, you're looking at something like six hundred pounds or something which hmm. is a lot and, and i mean that's the, again another benefit of using an everdrive you can play 64 dd games on it without requiring the the, the dd unit itself which is you know great if you want to and, and actually it's it's this is going to sound like sort of blasphemous but it's it's worth doing because the vast majority of the 64 dd games really aren't that good like they're not really worth sure. <laughs> the time uh unless unless you're fluent in 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 Japanese, in which case you might get a bit more mileage out of some of them, but mm-hmm. the the F the F Zero expansion kit, I think, is the only one that really uh, stands out as being sort of worth investing in. I was going to say, like the one that comes to mind is uh, Doshin. Yeah, wasn't Doshin. That, wasn't that mm-hmm. Doshin yeah. the Giant. Do you have that? I have again. I, I don't have the well. I have them in terms of the ROMs. I have them on the on the EverDrive. Oh, okay. I've not. I've not actually played it yet. I was going to um, say, was, was but I know it came to GameCube, didn't it? And that's sort of like a. I think it did. It? I think it did, and and not in America, but in other. Ah, <laughs> yeah. maybe it was yeah. only in Europe. Yeah, I was gonna say because I know I think there was a Doshin release in Europe. Maybe, probably not the DD one, but yeah, probably the GameCube one. But no, we did not get the GameCube one here. I definitely would have bought it if if we did. But mm, yeah, yeah, that's always one no, I I'd think like of to this. try that version of it just because it's mm. it's a bit like the same with um with Animal Crossing on the N sixty four. Like <laughs> you can uh I've. I've, I actually, and that's one I actually do do own. Yeah, uh, nice. you know, you can play it. You can get an English, uh, like a partially completed English patch for it, but mm. it's just much easier to go buy a GameCube version of the game because it's they're practically the same, but the GameCube sure. version has nicer visuals or nicer resolution rather, and uh, you know has more to do in it and stuff. Yeah, I was, I was like, I figured, I figured you'd have that. Yeah, that's 
yeah, I forgot that that was a 64 game first in, in Japan released there. Yeah, that's that's super cool. That is super cool. Is there uh what 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 is like your what is your favorite thing that you've done for the website? Like um articles or Ooh. videos? Um I think the f- well the things which I think my favorite and and have perhaps been the most successful for the site are sort of the some of the the guides I've done and and I I don't mean as in game guides but I've written a uh it's like a series of posts on one is on the uh, on the EverDrive. Uh, I've done one on the um, Ultra HDMI N64, and then a couple of other ones around, uh, like a full list of co-op games and multiplayer games. Because I think the thing with with all of those things is, especially the the, the Ultra HDMI and the EverDrive, you know, people are looking for the for information on those things, and there's not a lot mm-hmm. of content out there uh, about them, you know, unless you go onto sort of message boards and things like that, and you know, one of the things I was trying to do was just say, you know, in really simple English, what is an EverDrive? What does it do? You know, why should you get one? Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And the same with the Ultra HDMI, where you know, it was just saying, this is what it does. These are all the different features. This is what we. This is you know, this is what I think of it basically. Um, and yeah, it's just things like because I think lots of people are searching for things like you know, like uh, so N64 co-op games. I just one day I woke up and thought, you know, it'd be really useful if there was a list somewhere online which of just every single co-op N64 game. You know, be it ones which you can play four people, two people, you know, campaign co-op, whatever. And I just went through. I think I loaded up the EverDrive and just went through every single game and was like, right, you know, that one I think has a multiplayer mode. Is there a co-op mode to it? And you know, can you play against AI bots in? multiplayer you know as a as a sort of you know just a standard multiplayer but you can have two people on one team and just went through and made a whole list and and that's something which you know every single day you know i'll get people visiting it because you know that they, they just want to know someone goes oh, i feel like playing a co-op game on n64 what you know type it in and, and and they come up with that so i'd probably say that's success and rewarding because it's it's content which is actually useful to people as opposed to just you know the reviews can be useful but you know also it's just it's my opinion on it it's quite mm-hmm. subjective and you know people might not agree and, and also they could just go play the game and find find out for themselves perhaps so yeah yeah but it's so nice. you got to you got to do the legwork for other people and that feels kind of nice to like yeah that source of information since and maybe it wasn't exactly fun to compile all of it but no no it was quite yeah quite a lot of work some of them and they're quite long 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 posts and things but you know it's just it's that, like you say, it's it's doing the legwork and then providing people with something which is ultimately useful at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that I would look at and be like, uh, yeah, what can, what can we play co-op? I'm I'm trying to think. Oh, were there, are there a lot of them? I mean, I was just thinking offhand. I'm like, well, you know, some of the first-person shooters had co-op mode. Of course, mm-hmm. like of course, like Goman Two that you we were talking about earlier. But is is I mean, out of what would you say is like a percentage of the games that were released? Oh, We're probably uh, like a third, maybe. That's a good question. Don't know off the t- off the top of my head. I'm not sure. I mean, there's a lot of in my list. I put a lot of like all the sports games, for example. Oh which, yes, you know, yes, so you can course. play, you know, an FL Blitz with a friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that makes up quite a lot of them. But even then, there's still some other ones. You know, some of the more obscure games like Fighting Force '64, uh, Space Invaders, um, Vigilante Eight. I think both the first and the second yeah. one have. One of them might have campaign co-op, and both of them at least have some sort of side mode co-op. So, you know, and there's and there's things like I don't know, Bomberman 64. You can't you can't play for the for the story mode together, but you can 
do two of you against a you know against computer mm-hmm. opponents in a in a team battle or something like that. You know, it's just things like that where there's perhaps more. They're not strictly co-op modes or you know co-op story modes, like going through a whole story or something like that. But mm. it's ways to ways to play with one another, which people may not have you know known about or something. Yeah, that's I can imagine it would be like I don't know, maybe in the maybe in the hundreds or or less or um, I don't know. I I'm mean, not sure yeah. if it's necessarily that many, um, but it's I don't know, maybe fifty. Okay, maybe. And the thing is as well, I think in that. In my my list, I say this about co-op camp thing that it doesn't include necessarily every Japanese game because I don't think mm-hmm. some of them I just wouldn't have been able to to tell yeah. if, if they definitely offered that or not. So, you couldn't have gotten through the menus or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then information's quite quite you know scarce and things mm-hmm. like that. So there may be more out there, but even then, there's not. Well, I suppose yeah, maybe sort of sixty-ish if you include all the sports games and things. Mm-hmm. Were, were I you... liked uh, the the campaign in Perfect Dark. Probably had the best. One. That's what came to mind immediately. Counter had the what yeah. was it? Counter operative yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. counter operative. Yes. Yes. that was so cool. That was awesome. You, yeah, was it? Was it, I think it's just it's just two players, isn't it? One of you plays as the guards and yeah, uh, you just die. You just switch to a different body. Yeah, it was it's, yeah. it was such a cool idea. Character. I wish they would do that more. That's such an interesting idea. Yeah, counter operative is what it's called and. And you would play, yeah, you would start as one of the bad guys and you'd go after the main character. And then once you died, you turn into another bad guy. I remember them comparing mm-hmm. it to like the Matrix, like at the time, because that was uh-huh. popular at the moment, you know, with oh, like Agent, Agent Smith, Smith, like morphing yeah, into I another body. Remember, and that's basically were you able to is. open doors? Because I mean, I can't remember if enemies can open doors in that game. I, I think maybe within a certain like range you could. Like, like, maybe you couldn't go everywhere, but. You could move. You could within a certain sort of area. You could definitely yeah. move around because I know that they could move. They could open doors as AI. Like when you're playing it, just single player. Like yeah. they would open doors and hear behind you and stuff. Yeah, because I was gonna say if you can't open doors and you start as like the guy in the bathroom or something, you're not gonna have a whole <laughs> lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're not gonna have a whole lot to do. You know, you just kind of walk around flush. and hope. <laughs> just just walk around. I don't even think you can flush in that game. <laughs> oh man, that was, uh, that was before was, they invented flushing in video games. That was the Duke Nukem thing, man. <laughs> the whole say, flushing, yeah. which which actually gave you life, which I thought was funny because you were actually peeing, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it would just it would just be you just waiting for the other character to come to you. I was gonna say, yeah, I think you may have got a um, I could be mis mis you know misremembering this, but I think they give you a cyanide pill as one of the items if you're playing as a so you could just. If you were in the wrong place or something like that, you could just kill a character, then morph to another body. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I think it just picked it based on how close you were to the to the main ca- uh, main player. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. There's uh, lots lots of fun stuff to play on that like that. We we've talked about it before with the Nintendo Switch online service and how they're doing like the online multiplayer stuff for NES, and I would really love for it to come around eventually for 64. It would be really cool to see. Mm. I mean, we might not ever see like that Perfect Dark re-release just because of like all the you know, ownership with Rare and Microsoft and all that, but it'd be really cool if it did. And 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 Dream, in Dream World, it'd be nice to you know to be re-released yeah. and be able to play all that stuff. Mario Party Online would be amazing. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, even though there's yes. a new one that sort of has online, but not. I don't, I just still don't understand that. It's like if we can play like Fortnite for like an hour online, why can't you play Mario Party for an hour online? You know, they could do it the way that the because the, there's a Capcom arcade bundle that's out right now. 
that we've talked about where like you you know you play arcade games and you can play it online and basically what happens is if you if you if the player drops out the computer just takes their player and just starts playing like i don't understand how you can do that for mario party you know have it just if somebody drops out of the game all of a sudden it's an ai character you know mm-hmm. but they should try to do it but yeah, yeah no I, should. I i think they did that for um uh, was it one of the is it the last Super Smash Brothers? I think it does that there, where if you're playing online and someone drops out, it just replaces them with an AI person. It could be wrong. But... Oh, the Wii U one? It, it might be. I didn't play a whole I lot of. So. I wouldn't, didn't play a whole lot of online for that, so I don't know. I mean, I think I played like where I called up some people and played like friends, but didn't really do much. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not good enough to. <laughs> I didn't really go out on the online that much because I would get my ass kicked most of the time. So I just play against the computer. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to do you want to talk about on your about your uh, website in particular like anything you'd like to direct our listeners to that they should take uh, a look at like something that uh I don't <laughs> know like some extra plugs I guess Um I'm just trying to think uh this is ah this is my moment oh no um <laughs> Yeah I mean it's just you know obviously if you I mean the whole point of the website essentially is I set it up as I mean, it's called N64 today, and the reason why is because it's for people who still play and enjoy, you know, N64 today. And as as you said, Trey, when uh, when you sort of came across it, the they have these reviews, and the whole point of them is that they tell you whether a game is still fun mm-hmm. to play today. Yeah, and and yeah, so you know, whether or not you're, you know, you played N64 for a very long time, you were there when it released in '96, and you, you know. You, bought it then and you played it then and you, st- and you still love it now or you know you've never played it before and you're interested in in trying it out you know hopefully it's a it's a website for for everyone and i i'm trying my best as much as i love the the system and you know inevitably have some sort of nostalgia sort of goggles for sorry nostalgia, nostalgia goggles for uh certain games and things like that i'm trying my best to to sort of cut through that and be quite honest, you know, I've done reviews of games, uh, for example, something like Body Harvest, which yeah. is a real personal favorite of mine. I absolutely love great. it to bits, yeah. but there is no denying it's such a flawed game. It has mm-hmm. so many things wrong with it. And playing it today, you know, you're, the main character can clip through environments and fall, you know, fall into a pit they can't get out of and then die. <laughs> because they're stuck in water. Yeah. The save points are 45 minutes apart. Uh, it's really clunky. It's really slow in terms of frame rate. Mm. And it's things like that I'm trying to sort of draw people's attention to, to say, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not this game was great in the day. It's not that good now. Yeah. <laughs> and that Does the EverDrive allow for save states? That's a, like, a question I just thought of. Uh, I, uh, it doesn't, as far as I'm aware. Okay, so okay. it doesn't add any... Thing so, with its emulation it's not emulating it's going through the actual hardware yeah yeah it all plays as is so you can get um some people have made patches to improve performance of games in some way so for example there's a there's a golden eye uh, patch where someone made it so that it outputs in high res mode uh so uh, uses the expansion pack a bit like perfect dark and and okay. other games did to i think outputs in mm-hmm. 640 by 480 or something like that and there's other things like you can turn off um the the anti-aliasing so you know the blur effect which is sort of what the n64 is uh mm-hmm. infamously remembered for you can turn <laughs> that off and actually yeah. that is quite good because one it looks sharper but also it makes the makes some games run a little bit you know a bit more smoothly mm-hmm. yeah 
I, uh, so that you wash the Vaseline off the screen, essentially. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's like white, putting a cloth on it, and just wiping. It <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it would definitely be that. It's remembered for that, and also kind of the muddiness of it, I guess. The sixty-four, but I still, you know, and I like uh, what I was gonna say. I like the way that you do things on the website because that's kind of how I try to look at old games. Like nostalgia is whatever, but I think it's I think it's better to like look at it nowadays and just more look at like how far ahead of the times the game was, or if the game's still playable now. If you don't like. You know, if you don't have all the love for it and all that, because I feel like nostalgia can only get so far, you know, in certain games. And I like, I mean, I guess you could say I have nostalgia for older type games, like the retro style of game. But mm -hmm. if the game is kind of broken and you didn't play it before, I find it hard to get into, you know, for certain yes, things. So it's basically yeah, like, it's it's like how playable, you know, it is. And I, and I enjoy that. So I like, especially, like I said, I liked reading the mystical ninja one because that's a game that i love but i know that it's broken you know i know it's not like the best game ever but it's like i'm just interested yeah. to see what other people might think of it you know or just what what you would say you know so that's kind of what what drew what drew me to it as well but uh i love you know i i, I dig the 64 so i mean I, i'll keep you know keep reading your stuff for sure and uh there's a lot of uh it's such an interesting system like it's uh you know, it's just a time where Nintendo kind of took themselves out of the uh, market share by choosing cartridges. But then again, there's all just these other, all these other amazing titles that are on there. You know, mm. if uh, let me ask you this: if they were to make a Nintendo 64 Mini, uh, what games would you want to have on there? Ooh, um, now that is a good question. I would love. I mean, I think a lot of the sort of the the core games you know would have to be there so obviously mario 64 mario kart um you know one of the mario parties probably number two because we want to save our palms but hey if i got free as well that'd be great uh f0x which is uh one of my absolute favorite games ever i think that's one of the the best best racing games i've i've played mm -hmm. I'd, I'd absolutely love to see that um i think an n64 mini without the rare games would be a real shame i think you know, it gets said over and over again, and I see it on on Twitter quite a lot. Every time there's mention of an N64 Mini, you know, Goldeneye needs to have Goldeneye. Goldeneye was, you know, the game back in the day, and it would be amazing if you know Nintendo did cut a deal with, um, you know, with Microsoft and 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 got those games on there. But I just I don't see it happening. I, I you know, Nintendo could put on most likely they'll put on all the games that they released on the Wii U. Mm. If they, you know, they did make one, they just put all of those on, release sure. it, and it still sell like hotcakes. So, yeah. you know, that's what I think that's realistic we would get. I think in terms of a maybe like a like a Japanese exclusive, a bit like how the the um, SNES Mini got the um, uh, Star Fox Two. Hopefully, maybe like F Zero X expansion kit that would be really cool. I think mm. people would um, would love to to sort of give that a go. Because there's not a lot of there's not a great deal of stuff that was un unreleased, which is also in a playable state. Like you know, some people have said, "Oh, it'd be great if we got Earthbound 64," but mm. I mean, it it wouldn't be a finished. It wasn't game completed though. Yeah, not very good. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't be able to play the whole thing. But it, mm. I mean, it'd be interested to look at it. Wasn't there a wasn't there like a weird? It's called like Pop Star or Superstar or something like that. The game where you like make your own Mies, like before the Mies. It was like a it was like a yeah. DD Japanese thing. That'd be an interesting to put on there. I mean, I would look at it. Maybe not the 
mass, maybe not most people would be interested in it, but I would get a kick out of that. Wasn't there like a Mario Paint like game on the sixty four? Like I think, I think yeah, it's the, the same. Yeah, I think so it's the same thing. Four yeah. of them, I think. Um, and there's and actually some of them have been translated into English now. Uh, so there's Mario, there are Mario artist games, and you have talent. I can't remember what they're called. Talent Studio, um, Paint Studio, Polygon Studio, and I think the last one's called Communication Kit. Hmm. And so they do different. So there's like the Mario Paint um, is the one where you can draw stuff and things like that. And then it has like 3D environments you can sort of change and manipulate and stuff. And then I think that's actually might be the Polygon Studio. And then I think the Talent one may be the one that you're talking about, Trey, with the sort mm-hmm. of the me-like characters and you yeah, could yeah. put your face onto them mm-hmm. uh, and things like using a special cartridge which had like video input and so you could put a camcorder or a camera or something in there. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I haven't, uh, I've not actually got any of the kits. So I've, I've not tried it myself. I know that a few people have, but it's quite, um, I think it'd be really interesting. But yeah, I think for them to do that, they'd have to give you a way to get your own images on there and stuff. Right. It probably requires some redevelopment. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, it's just crazy. Like all that stuff. I thought you were going to tell me there was a camera in the cartridge. Like that's what I was thinking. I was like, Whoa, but no, that'd be good. Even you just more, use your game boy camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I mean, yeah, there's a game boy camera. Why not have a cartridge on the 64 yeah. with a camera, but it's that's like, yeah, just it. plugging into it. It's just insane. It's just all the stuff that, you know, Nintendo's such a bizarre, but great company. That's why we, uh, mm. That's why we're here every week to talk about them. And uh, yeah. and uh, thanks a lot. I think we're about at uh, episode length here, but thank you very much for being on the show. Um, yeah, it was awesome having, to meet Martin. Uh, let you want to let everybody know where they can find you on the internet, and I'll put uh, I'll put the website address on the in the details, of course, of the episode, so they can find okay. a link right there. So, so yeah, you can find uh, the website. So N sixty four today. It's just n sixty four today dot com, and also on Twitter, uh, and the handle's just at n sixty four today. Uh, and we're on Facebook as well. Uh, you just search again N64 today, you'll find us there. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. It's been really good fun. Yeah, for sure. And um, is there uh, is there anything uh, that's coming up that you wanna that you wanna mention that you have uh, that hasn't been posted yet, or something that you something that you're working on? Do you wanna do you wanna uh, talk about now, or is it well, all still? Well, I've got my Ocarina Time <laughs> review. Otherwise, I mean, that's yeah. taking up a lot of time at the moment just because I keep thinking about it and things. But there's all sorts which will. Um, will we'll come up there's, there's still plenty of games left for me to to review and there'll probably be another super mario 64 mod next week we better play as mm-hmm. i don't know someone <laughs> else you know yeah <laughs> the, the next bowser is so uh yeah keep your eyes peeled <laughs> be like is isabel at or is isabet whatever whatever they do after that oh no <laughs> don't do that to isabel <laughs> yeah right well thank you very much for being on the show it was it was a pleasure having you on here and uh yeah, uh, definitely, definitely check out n64today.com. It's a super fun website. Lots of cool stuff to read on there. Yeah, yeah if there you. ever is a uh, n64 classic, we should bring you. We should bring you back. Yeah, we definitely. We definitely to come back. Yeah, we would love <laughs> to have you on the show again. I had I had a blast. I love talking about 64 yeah. stuff. So, and it's always nice. It's nice to talk to a collector that has that has a lot of it too. So it's very cool to get into. But that's that's been our episode 141. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Litter and. Martin Watts from N64 Today. Cool. And you can find us as well at NintendoMainPodcast.com or, uh, or Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, uh, research. Just just look on Google. You'll find a Nintendo Main Podcast all over the place. Um, you know, we do – I do switch uh, – I do uh, streaming fairly often on Twitch. And, you know, stay tuned for the uh, 
Haunted Hallow stream is what I'm going to call it. But I'm I've been do, getting into a a streaming a little bit stuff. too lately. I'm doing a Bait and Cadence Origins right now on the GameCube. Yeah, and Jeremy's been playing some GameCube stuff as well, so check that out. And then yours is a JMAX stack, right? On your correct, on your, same uh, as my Twitter, Twitch. Yeah, and that Twitch is twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast for that. So check that out if you can. And uh, you know, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you. I'm